0: Hello. She was a level-headed dancer on the road to alcohol. And What's up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of Here. It's potable. Um, Hunter is here. And we're going to talk about that game that happened yesterday. I don't know if you heard about it, where the guy who used to coach here, he came back and it was kind of a big deal. So uh, we'll get into that and uh, then kind of look at what it means for the rest of the season moving forward. So here we go. Hey, before we get to the podcast, I just want to do make sure I shout out our sponsor, Prime Residential Mortgage Incorporated. They are the Lending with Passion division of Primary Residential Mortgage Inc. Whether you're buying, refinancing, or taking cash out of your home, PRMI can help. Rates are still near all-time lows, and our mortgage experts can help find the best mortgage solution for you. They can help you with purchasing your dream home, an investment property, a vacation home, whatever you need, they can help you with. They have locations all over the state of Texas, but they complete the entire process online and it's easy and, and they just love working with fellow Red Raiders. They can be reached at p r m i raider at com through the website at www.lendingwithpassion.com or by phone at 214-736-9466. So get in touch with them for, for any of your needs for anything like that. All right. Man, there there are two relieved individuals on this Zoom call, Um, but I'm here as always with Tech Hoops guy Hunter Davidson. And I think we both feel a, a weight lifted off of our shoulders just having that game past us. I mean, it's good to win, but it's also good just to have the rest of the season in front of us now. Yeah, definitely. Because as good as the
1: season had gone prior to the to the Tuesday night's game, if you lose, it just would have been so bad. So, I yeah,
0: I, I mean I texted you. I think I think a loss might have derailed some things. Maybe podcast. not. <laughs> it definitely would have done that. Yeah, that is one hundred percent true. I I don't. I may have called into work the next day. Like I don't think I could have taken it. I, I don't know what I would have done. I mean, you know, and we talked about it before we hit record. I mean, that game should have been 20-plus tech lead at halftime. Um, I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, a couple of just prayers answered, you know, uh, threes, it is 20. Um, But I don't know – You know, I've seen a lot of the, you know, the the media types and the people who are there who, you know, don't necessarily cover the team day in, day out, kind of say like Tech rode the momentum of the crowd. The crowd was worth 12 points. I don't know if that's the case. Like I think Tech played well, but I think you may have been right that Texas is pretty good and they played pretty well.
1: I think Marcus Carr is good. And um, he he was the first guy I've seen really all year – that took advantage of us switching and putting bigs on it, like yes. um, yeah. O'Banner. yeah primarily O'Banner and then, like, a few times Batcho, um, but even Bryson and uh, Silva. I mean, he was – for as much as he had the ball and was dribbling around, and, you know, Beard asked so much of him, which he tends to do that, like, in, in some of the prior offenses that we've had, like Keenan and Culver. Um, I mean,
0: even – McClough. Um, or uh, Jemias. And that's why that, that season kind of went off the rails.
1: Uh, And he, he, I mean, Carr didn't turn the ball over. He kind of kept them in the game. I thought Uh, he was really good. Uh, But yeah, I I guess I'm, I'm I'm really surprised at how they kind of withstood the the runs and what we were throwing at them. Um, And I think that was probably, if you put all their games, you know, and looked at them, that's one of the best, Three or four, or five games they've played, maybe Texas, and that's which is kind of a testament to what we've got going on. When you when that happens and you beat them by 13 points,
0: yeah, yeah, it was. I think I was impressed because you know you were right. He could take the bigs off the dribble. Uh, car could pretty easily, but he also, even when we did stay in front of him, he got to his spot. You know, almost like it reminded me like a DeMar DeRozan or a Chris Paul. Where I mean even if they get to where they want to go, even if it's a contested shot, it's a still a good shot. And, you know, he made some of those elbow fadeaways that's, that were, like, just perfect. Yeah, he got fouled a lot,
1: yeah. at least in the second half. Uh, he had four assists. Um, he was doing it all for him, except. But, you know, I guess in the beginning of the maybe the first ten minutes of the game, we were bothering him a little bit. Um, Malik, Wilson, and uh, McCullough were just, like, just pressuring the ball and defending him really far from the basket. But um, I don't know what they really – if they made any adjustments. Or maybe we just kind of got tired a little bit. But that didn't seem to be as big of a factor um, after the first 10 or 15 minutes. But, the, you know, we were winning about 15 points and by that yeah. time.
0: Yeah, I think that's something to hit on is just – and you, and you, we talked about it during the game. But the on-ball defense the first 10 minutes was about unlike anything I've ever seen. And if you do want to say the crowd may have played a factor, I think that's where you point to is like, our guys were just, I mean, they were out of their mind on the defensive end, um, you know, for the first 10, 15 minutes uh, with the on-ball pressure. Yeah. And it's,
1: you know, in the past, I'm trying to think, um, you know, Naeem Stevenson, the elite eight team, Mm -hmm. he was, he had that ability. Um, But it seems like this team has just like five or six guys that we can use in that role. Um, and so, uh, you know, Adams can just keep him fresh. And I think that's a big part of why our defense is so good, but Malik, I, you know, he hasn't had that, that just, um, quick twitch or just since the early part of the season, of course he had the knee scope, yeah, but yeah. he, it seems like he's got it back now.
0: I mean, Definitely he, he was he um, stood out like his athleticism, every, his ability to stay in front of guys, his quick hands, like that was something I haven't seen from him. Or at least noticed to that extent.
1: And it doesn't – you know, we've talked before about how multiple teams, when they play us, they have to change their whole offense. And uh, Bruce Weber said, you know, he – a team that played us in the Sweet 16 called him and it was like, you know, what do you do against Tech? And he's like, just throw your whole playbook out the window and do something different. And I think our unorthodox scheme is a big part of that. But it's, it's really just kind of pretty simple. You know, we just defend the hell out of the ball. Yeah. And and, it, and when it takes, you know, in the first half, some of their possessions, they weren't crossing the timeline, but getting into any kind of offense until there was like 10 or 12 seconds of the clock. And uh, of course, they hit some like really contested late threes. Yeah. Uh, even when that was happening. But uh, it's just, I mean, that's not anything like crazy we're doing. I, I mean, necessarily, it's just uh, guys just pressuring the ball like crazy. Yeah. And, they, uh, I mean,
0: they said it on the broadcast. Uh, I can't remember even remember who was doing the game, but, I mean, they were like, what Tech does isn't, like, groundbreaking. Like, it's not a scheme that, you know, that teams don't know about as of, you know, yet. Like, they know about it now. It's They just do it, and they do it full speed, and they do it the entire 30 seconds. And, like, and he said there's not a lot of teams that will do that, and, and that's kind of the difference.
1: Yeah, and I think <clears throat> what it did, maybe, there, maybe their adjustment um, could have been, speeding up a little bit because, you know, Beard definitely wants to deflate the ball. I mean, we've seen this for the last five years is and just make it a half-court affair and, you know, operate really late into the shot clock. And uh, it's that, I mean, against our, the type of defense we play and how good we are and how, and how athletic we are, uh, that's just going to lead to some really bad possessions. And uh, I think we took them out of that. And there, it was a 70-possession game. Um You know, they're, they're – to typically like a low 60 type team. That's what they've been in conference. It was the most possessions they played all year Yeah. and we kind of dictated the pace. And I think our pressure, you know, their, their kind of adjustment to what we were doing to them, it's almost kind of like, you know, they kind of gave up on any plan of, of, of being able to just run off, like, you know, just run the motion for 20 seconds and and then do a ball screen and take a shot like we, we used to do all the time. Yeah. They, they couldn't do that against us.
0: One thing that stood out to me like and I don't know if it was an adjustment or just I do think that we may have gotten a little greedy um, like we and I, this may have been something that Adams told them to do but I mean there were times when all five guys were crashing the offensive glass and I don't really think that's a smart move Um when you're you know locking down teams in the half court to kind of give them some fast break chances but it seemed like their strategy was get the rebound and throw it down court as quickly as humanly possible you know to, so that we could not get our defense set up and like just hope to have some kind of mismatch advantage with the guy who they threw it down court to cuz it just seemed like they had several almost cherry picking looking baskets yeah they they had two of them
1: in the first half yeah. one of them was O'Banner was just like spent?
0: I don't know. He might have something.
1: Uh, he seemed kind of uh, not. I don't know, conditioning seemed to be an issue for him. Like maybe in the first half he was, um, and maybe it was the crowd and just. But at the same time, he also made like three threes. Like while yeah. he was dragging up and down the court, it was during yeah. that time. And uh, he like he just got beat down the floor and they cherry picked on him a couple times. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he uh, we saw from him what we. We're kind of expecting when you, when you slow it down, he has his footwork. There's like no wasted movement uh, when he sets a screen and then like goes to the top of the key and receives a pass and shoots. I mean, it's like three steps and they weren't like they, those, there weren't like defensive lapses. I mean, they were switching and, and were kind of there, but it, but it was just, he was so efficient with what he was doing um, that it kind of created a little window to get a shot off and uh, they were going in. I mean, it's, that is a. Um, it's really hard to defend that. I mean, with him or Bryson, when we're the way we the way we've been doing that with our bigs. Yeah, uh, and it's you know Adams at the beginning when we hired Adams and he talked about what we're going to do. Um, you know, he kind of had some coach speak like we're going to spread the floor and we're going to play fast pace and um, we're going to put five shooters out there. Uh, I think that is something that he you know he stayed true to that with, with our bigs and allowing them to shoot. And, um, you know, we're seeing like what it does for an offense when you, when you have that ability and I did kind of call them out on it maybe a couple of weeks ago when saying like, you know, we are kind of still a slow paced team, but, uh, it's just the big 12, like in the context of the big 12, I think we're like second or third uh, most possessions per game. Whereas, you know, beard's like dead last. And it's like this huge outlier. Yeah. Uh, And that's how we used to be. And so he's, he is kind of sticking to his word. Uh, Yeah.
0: Well, and something that I, – I went back and watched the first, mm. I don't know, five, ten minutes of the second half because that was kind of when Texas played at the pace that you talked about. They, they kind of dictated the way the game was played. Um, and they did exactly what – almost what we were doing to them. Like, it took us forever to get into the offense. I mean, they were they were running full court press. And then once we got over half court, it was you know really hard doubles on the catch. You know it seemed like everybody was it was getting doubled, and several possessions ended up in like I mean there was one like a McCullough step back three from the top of the key, which is not really something that you're you're hoping, but that was like the best shot you could get in 30 seconds. And so I I do wonder about you know and we've talked about the whole issue of not having like a true point guard, like a guy who can really just break you down on the dribble, and I. I do wonder like you, you watch sequences like that and you see like, well, this is the part of the offense where things can struggle. This is where things can go poorly. But as I was watching that, I was thinking like what other teams can do that to tech and be disciplined enough to, to run this full court press and then immediately switch into like this trapping zone in the half court. Like, I don't think too many teams we play will be able to, to, to run it as efficiently as Texas did. And then, I mean, ultimately, we saw how the game went. Like, there were some ugly possessions, but the the lead would still get extended every time it got shrunk. So, I don't know if I if I took too much into it.
1: Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I saw the same thing. I think they were kind of throwing some punches uh, and making, pushing the right buttons and trapping us uh, and um, forcing turnovers that way. Uh, I mean, they're just they have a good defense. They they're right there with us and they led the country and, you know, fewest points per game uh, for a reason, mostly because they play so few possessions and Adams kind of called said, uh, I don't know when, when it was, but he was like, that's kind of deceiving. Uh, Cause somebody asked him, you know, they have the best defense in the country. Um, <laughs> he was referencing, you know, how few possessions they play, uh, but they do have a good defense for a reason. I don't, you know, they've got, <laughs> they've got some good players. Uh, Christian Bishop is just a freak athlete. Yeah. That guy. I mean, he's um, really tough to keep off the glass and, um, you know they their bigs can kind of move similar to to ours and so um, but it it you know what what we were during that time frame we were kind of our defense was creating offense for us so it was, you know the little things that we do we were getting offensive rebounds and putbacks um, and it's you know the things that it's like the way we would win games when we couldn't make a shot it's nice to have that that's true yeah you know, and you like, wrote
0: that and I thought that was a great point that you wrote today is. If the shooting comes like it seems to have started to, then all those lessons you learned when you couldn't shoot are really nice to have in your bag if all of a sudden the shots stop falling.
1: Exactly. And you know, when we when shots weren't falling, we started playing in you know through the post more. And um we did that a ton yesterday. Like Silva, man, he just Every time he touched the ball, something good happened. I mean, he had yeah. the, cor- the corner three that Bryson hit. That w- that was the result of a Silva post-up. Yeah. He had another post-up where he just he scored over the guy. He, like, went fake to right hand. Like, everybody knew he wasn't – you know, he only he's going to get to his left, and then he got back to his left and made it. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> The offensive rebound that he pulled down and kind of stepped back and then hit uh, Davion Warren cutting. Um, he had two, like, kind of freakish – tipped tip-ins, you know, offensive yep. putbacks. And some of those, like uh, there's one, I've got a, a screenshot that I'll probably post. I mean, there's four UT guys between him and the basket, and he gets the tip-in. It's just unbelievable. It makes no sense that he's that he was able to do that. Uh, and then, you know, we, we do the same things with O'Banner and Bryson. We, play, we can play through them, uh, and that's, I think we started leaning on that when we weren't making shots. And yeah, like you're saying, when you're making shots and then you can still do that and your defense still can turn into offense. Um, it's just, yeah, we, we, we have the ability to play. I th- in my opinion, I think, you know, really, really good offense. We're so balanced. We can, we can score every single way that yeah. on the floor, there's no gimmick. Uh, it's not like, well, you know, we just hope we're making shots or I hope this guy plays well. Uh, you know, it's kind of a <clears throat> thing that beard used to say all the time. And he. <clears throat> He said it last night, too. Um, in, a, in these games, you got to have a couple guys play well, you know, yeah. <clears throat> two or three guys. You can't have just one like them with Marcus Carr. And we've got, like, seven options. I mean, the, what, the, it's just the odds are in your favor. If you need three guys to play well and you've got seven guys capable of it, uh, you can afford to have Shannon not play and arms be kind of a non-factor or in some of our previous games, McCuller not be a, all the way there and yeah. still survive it. Yeah, we're just very balanced and versatile. That's how I would describe, you know, the way we're playing offense.
0: Yeah, it stood out to me. You know, you just look at the the box score and you've got, you know, Williams has 16. O'Banner has 17. McCullough has 19. Warren has 10. Like, that's exactly what you're talking about. And Arms, who has been the star of several games, has won. You know, but he but at the same time, he has four assists and nine rebounds. Because that, that's what I was going to ask you is, like, I've seen arms kind of – you know, this was kind of heat of the moment stuff, get called out for some different things and didn't play very well. But it seemed like he was doing literally everything else.
1: And he had some bunnies that he missed that, like, went in and out. Yeah, really, so, yeah really, yeah. really close to going down. Um, he's kind of a streaky player. It seems like it's uh, – you know, you're, he's either going to um, – make you know three or four threes and get to the rim at will or kind of be a non-factor um but that's and that's kind of okay when you've got uh, other options you can afford to have a guy like that um but he but he's you know plays defense like you're saying he plays defense he rebounds really well um and he's a one of those positionless guys that can you know he plays a lot bigger um yeah he's listed at.
0: yeah absolutely i Another weird, I don't know, weird thing is the Terrence Shannon stuff. I mean, I thought you've had a, I don't know if you meant it to be funny, but I laughed at it. Like at the time you called it like a closer, like, all right, we've worn these guys down. Now we're going to bring in this like athletic freak to kind of uh, be able to handle the ball, be able to shoot free throws, be able to play defense. And he did some of those things. Like he had a beautiful split of a double team. Uh, he played good defense. I don't know if he ever shot any free throws. He almost had a, unbelievable putback um but when i you know started to see stuff on twitter that he was warming up and i was like surely he just got on the bike you know because he was needed to get loose or his some his back was tightening up like, i never would have thought like i can't think of another example of a guy who like doesn't start a game because he's not feeling it right not feeling right physically and then comes in basically in crunch time
1: i've um, never seen that either. he had two big assists too you know he wasn't forcing it
0: yeah um, and I think, yeah,
1: in that in that situation, that game state of being up by 10, they're pressing and they're fouling, he is like the perfect guy to to bring it to to bring into the game. Cause he's such a strong big athlete. You know, you can catch contested passes. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. Being I mean,
0: yeah. When they were pressing like they were, I had full faith in him to get open.
1: He had the one turnover, you know, that um but I think that's because he's been sitting there for 35 minutes. Yeah. It was kind of a tough – it's a tough spot to put, put a guy in. But, um, yeah, and I, I think it'll help us, right, kind of getting him going. And, um, you know, maybe when he, when he starts, he kind of feels like the pressure of having to, to do a lot. But when you do put him in in that situation, you take, kind of take that away.
0: Yeah. What do you think about the whole idea where, like, we're better off if he doesn't play? Like do, you, like, do you think we win more games without him than we do if he's playing 25 minutes a night?
1: It's, it doesn't make a ton of sense that we're better without him, you know? Yeah. Um, but I've seen – we've been running really, really good offense for, like, the last – basically since conference play. But when we haven't been, he has been involved. And so – you know i it's hard for me to kind of shake that yeah Uh, and 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 it's not the things that i'm seeing um because i could be wrong they're not physical okay oh he's got a back injury so that's why this is happening it's just kind of trying to do too much and he's not um he's missing guys you know like if you go back and look at all of Obanner's threes that he made you know banner doesn't create a shot for himself right like if he's shooting a three, it's because someone made a play with the ball and, and mm-hmm. got it to him. Um, McCullough is – there is a tiny window that's there for him to be able to get an open shot. And it's and McCullough is seeing it and immediately getting it to him, and it's like on time. And I don't – like Shannon wasn't making those kind of plays uh, when he was in. Um, I think he can, you know. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he did it some uh, last night. And so, I, you know, he takes quick shots that aren't that – um, then I'm, I'm talking about over the past couple of weeks, cause he obviously didn't play against Mississippi state and he didn't do what I'm talking about last night. Um, so I don't, it doesn't make a ton of sense. You know, he's such a great rebounder and defender and, and can allows us to play small if the other team is doing, you know, playing small, um, that it, it's just, I refuse to believe we're better without him.
0: Yeah. I, I, so take me through. I, oh, sorry. I was, pulled up a, an article on my computer and decided to play the video but um, I feel the same way i i there's just no way that a guy with his skill set his ability um and and seemingly like I you know you can kind of be amateur body language doctor when you're watching the team i don't think that there's chemistry issues with him like I don't think the other guys have anything against him or like you know, his, his um, availability issues or the, what he does on the court. Like it doesn't seem to be anything like that. And yet, you know, things do seem to flow better when he's not in, but again, I don't know if that's because he just hasn't been in. Like, I, I don't know if the, like, you know, some, there were some ugly moments against Kansas, you know, at Kansas and, those may have happened regardless of him being out there, you know, it's just, it's hard to separate what's real and what's not, but I think it's absolutely worth, you know, keeping up with the experiments with a guy like that.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, if you trust Mark Adams and you trust the staff that they'll be able to figure out a way to get him playing to the best of his ability within the offense and making everybody else better. At some point this season, and that is a scary thought for for other teams. If because he really, I mean, he could be our best player, right? Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we're pretty good without him, so it's it's just yeah. We've we've got there's so many different things about this team. I think that make it <clears throat> exciting to to think about how good we can be because we just we're I think. We're sat, you know, last night, whatever it was, Tuesday was about as healthy as we've been in the last three or four yeah. weeks. And, and we've been – too. So, we've been one of the best teams in the country, and we haven't been healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and we haven't been making shots. So, it's just <laughs> – the ceiling is is just incredible, I think.
0: Right. I mean, and you're looking at, you know you – know, I was just looking at the, the box score again. And, you know, if you would have just – Told asked me to guess, you know, like what what did the you know turnovers look like? I would have told you that you know Tech probably had seven eight fewer turnovers than Texas. Nope, both had fourteen. You know, like it, that's just it, 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 so it wasn't one of those fluky deals where you know we just turn them over a bunch and got a bunch of easy scores off turnovers. Um, you know, we I mean obviously you know, we shot better, but I can only think of two instances. Those, uh, Oh, threes were a little ridiculous, but other than that, I mean, even then they were good looks that go in. And, and also he has a very soft shot. I mean, that's, yeah, what that's... when you put
1: it on the rim really softly,
0: good things yeah. happen. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess what I mean by that is like, we are good. Like you were saying, and we're finally getting healthy and, and, I think you've seen this from a bunch of people who were at the game and who, and nationally who don't follow it as close as, as we do is, and I don't know if they necessarily expected it, but tech is better. They're longer. They're more athletic. They shoot better. I mean, like they're a better basketball team. And the, the most glorious part about that, if I can be petty for a moment is you can't say that's because beard left them in better shape, because if you look again at the box score, Bryson Williams, nope, O'Banner, nope, Arms, nope, Warren, nope, Wilson, nope, you know, Bacho. You know, you go down the list, and there's a bunch of guys contributing that Beard had nothing to do with. And so it's it's cool. And, and like you said, if you have faith in Mark Adams, that's the kind of stuff that allows me to have faith in Mark Adams when you see what he was able to do with this roster.
1: Oh, well, yeah, and uh, yeah, on the turnover thing, we did the same amount theirs were loud, theirs were open floor. Yeah, that's true. And we were scoring points off of them in huge moments. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that
0: Davion Warren dunk was basically sealed the game.
1: Yeah. And in the first half we had one like that, the Malik Wilson one. Um, But yeah, two thirds of our conference minutes have been played by first year transfers. And I don't don't know, maybe Auburn, um, they've got some, they're really good and they've got some transfers, but I'd be hard to, it's, it, be hard to convince me that we don't have the most productive class of transfers from the most recent year. Yeah. And, and yeah. they weren't that highly sought after. No. I, mean, I don't, Bryson, I don't understand that at all. He, he well, didn't. I mean, I think Washington was on him. Yeah. Um, well, Texas,
0: Texas literally hired his coach.
1: Yeah. I think Washington, Oklahoma State probably yeah. would have taken him. And we, and so we did. It's not like we just beat out nobody for it. Right. But uh, yeah, I think I, I, something tells me that his coach probably was telling Beard, uh, we should take this guy. And Beard said no. Or Beard yeah. thought, okay, well, I can get all these other guys that are top five players or NBA prospects yeah. instead of him. But yeah, so Bryson, I mean, he wasn't that sought after. I mean, Arms it was a nobody. Oh, yeah. Mean, Arms, it was funny to me. Like they were, Haxton was running off, like his trying to figure out if, like maybe it was against Mississippi State if he had his career high, and he's like, no, his career high is against Western Washington,
0: you know. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. he, you know,
1: he's playing games against some in some of these gyms, and you compare that to what the environment he was in. Oh yeah, uh, last night it's just crazy. Um, with Davion Warren, you know, he got cut basically by Memphis, and yeah. allowed us to get him. Malik Wilson wasn't even the best Louisiana Lafayette transfer. Yeah, there was there was a high, a really highly sought after guard that they had that
0: I can't even remember where he went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Well, and that's what's crazy is I do think like we thought these transfers were good. Like I remember like us talking about like Bryson Williams is an absolute stud. Kevin O'Banner is a stud. And then you'd look at these national lists of best transfers and they're not on it. I mean, they're on it, but they're not where we expected them to be. And so it's almost. Maybe just our proximity to the program, what we hear from people like we knew they were going to be good. And that's also funny is you would think if Beard would have wanted any number of these guys that we just talked about at Texas, they would be at Texas right now. And yet he didn't. And and I think we we saw that lack of ability to construct a roster that makes sense as his teams as we saw him more and more build teams at Tech. And so it's, it's just interesting. like I, I do think Adams has kind of an, again, we've seen it once, so whatever, keep that in mind, but it does he does seem to have a knack of knowing what he wants and how it fits together. And it's, it, it's nice to see. you can see that even with the recruiting that he's doing right now.
1: Agreed. Yeah. we kind of got you know arms early. Uh, we had a lot of scholarships um, available when we got arms. And it just seemed like kind of a guy we could have maybe slow played. Um, but, yeah, like you're saying, we probably identified him and knew he would be effective. And, yeah, guess what? He is. Um, <laughs> yes. And I think, to to me, it seems like a very repeatable thing. Uh, you know, when, yeah. if Adams can get guys that other people don't want and then whip all their asses with those players, <laughs> yeah. uh, what's to stop him from doing that again? I right. Mean, It's only going to get easier as he has kind of a blueprint and when he's winning coach of the year awards and when we're, you know, going to be a three seed or whatever we are, uh, maybe even higher. Uh, It just seems like a very, something that can be replicated, uh, which is, you know, you know, when you get a Rant, you know, when you get like, uh, you know, what Beard's doing, if he was having success, I think it might be different because you can't always get the the best, you know, three of the top five transfers every year.
0: Right. (laughs) And it's just
1: not, and Man, we
0: saw, we saw we we saw it firsthand with Beard the, the better he recruited, the worse his teams were. Like there, I mean, that's just that's just that's what it was. And so it's it is a balance between the stars and the firepower, and then as well as how do these guys fit my system? Well, they do what's asked of them because that's why I was pretty confident in the whole in like the beard thing, not like taking off like a rocket the first year or, or ever, for that matter, is because we've seen guys recruit at Texas like you wouldn't believe and then underperform. We, we beard to me did the same thing in his in his final few years here, underperform with the talent that he was bringing in, and so it, I, it's not a good match. But I, I'm, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to. To, to watch it uh, from afar. But and as this,
1: as this goes on, our, our fans probably won't do it, but now we kind of want them to figure some things out because they've got two home games against Kansas and Baylor. And it's going to be helpful for us if they beat those teams. Yeah. Cause they're, they're probably going to drop some of these road games. They're probably, you know, they're not going to beat both of them, Kansas and Baylor at home. You know? it,
0: it is hard for me to say that, but yes, you're right. Cause,
1: cause so Kansas and Baylor play Saturday. So one of them will lose. And if, if, say it's Kansas that wins, so they then, I think, play UT at home, you know, on the road yeah, uh, as yeah. their next game. We're going to need them to lose that right. game. I mean, they they've only have one loss. Um, so, I hope they kind of figure it out, and um, they'll probably be fa-
0: be favored over Kansas,
1: as crazy as that
0: sounds. Well, I mean, and I, I just go ahead and say it. Like, the fact that they weren't run out of the gym last night is impressive there were multiple times and maybe this is all on car but i I don't think it is there were multiple times when i was ready to kind of like exhale like we're up by 20 up by 22 24 kind of you know like we did against iowa state i mean we haven't even touched on the destruction of mississippi state like you said we made them look like a swag team but uh we did that against them we did that against even west virginia there were moments like this game is over they're they're really, I mean, up until the end, two minutes left, there were never, there was never a time when I could just breathe. Like, and as much as it pains me to say that, that did impress me about that Texas team. Uh, yeah. I,
1: I think we have seen an effort like we saw um, Tuesday in the, in the past couple of years. And when we've seen it, it's like a 30 point win. You know, we, we beat like TCU by 41 year. Yeah. We beat Kansas by 30 or 40, you know, Mississippi state game. Um, I, I, that was the kind of level we were, we were playing at. And um, yeah. And they kind of were able to keep it close and yeah, they, they were keeping it like within arm's length, but it also was never, they never even really got it. They didn't really make a sweat though at the same time. Right. I mean, it,
0: yeah, even, I think it got to six and I think that's when that O'Banner three went in where it, you know, almost touched the roof if I remember correctly. That's so, correct. Yeah. yeah. Climbed yeah. off the back. Right. And so, and so, yeah, it was never close, but it was also never one of those where you could relax. It was, it was weird, but I mean, like I said, that's credit to them, unfortunately, because I mean, we've, I think other teams would have crumbled under that.
1: Agreed. Um Yeah. So we, you know, now we've got, um, it's hard to move on from that game because there's just uh, the atmosphere was was crazy um, and uh, I've never seen anything like it.
0: Uh, yeah. And that's something we haven't touched on. I mean, I had friends who I just knew like were just so ready for something embarrassing to happen. You know, friends who didn't go to tech, just so ready to to send me the, the video, the picture, the quote of you know, just some, something stupid happening, you know, that kind of ruins the moment and, and nothing like that happened. Like it was pure, like just great fun. It was what it looked like. I, I wish I was there. Like seeing Noritz shotgun a beer on top of that RV with the crowd underneath them, like, you know, you know, the crowd was like perfect all night. Like I'm okay with FUT chance, whatever. You you can have your own opinion on that, but I'm fine with that. Like if that's as bad as it gets, we had a great night. And so, you know, and we've seen sellouts, we've seen rowdy crowds, and that was just ridiculous. So credit to everybody who, who, you know, kept everything going in the direction it needed to go.
1: And I think it uh, kind of shook Beard. Uh, Yeah. I, it seemed like, and I've watched him coach a lot. Um, and it was the the way that the first half was going, I would have expected him to have been much more fiery and kind of getting into his guys more and getting into maybe even the refs more. Um, but, but he was like real kind of subdued and, um, really overly positive. Um, it seemed like if you watch some of the shot, you know, we would make a shot and he'd be clapping or they would, um, kind of run halfway good
0: offense and
1: yeah. uh, try to take a shot, and the, uh, it would they would miss or they would do something maybe he wanted them to, but they would have a shot clock violation, and right. he'd be clapping.
0: Yeah, it was and, really weird. I, I thought that too. I was like, this is not the beard who coached here. Like, I don't remember anything. Like, he, he was almost like he was laughing at times with his players down 14, and I don't understand. You know, we talked about it before we hit record. The only thing I can think of is, like, He just knew what was coming, and there was nothing he could do to stop it.
1: I think so. I think he maybe just uh, didn't want to give the crowd any reason to make it worse on him, you know, because if he would have done some of this fiery stuff, um, it would have just made it made everyone get louder. Um, Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, he still – he said some things that kind of – like, I don't know if you watched. He did an interview uh, before the game with, like, the ESPN college – game day or whatever um, guys and he they would ask him a question and he didn't even answer the question he would just say like well first you know it all starts about showing respect to the the people that came before you you know like yeah. um when we took over you know we, we were Shaka was and it was in a great spot when I took over tech Tubby Smith he just had it in a great spot and I think he would you know he was trying to slight us you know for not oh I guess he doesn't okay. feel like we are giving him that kind
0: of no, respect. no. you're you're totally right I even have this conspiracy theory that the only reason they did that whole dog and pony show about Rick Barnes coming back and having him on the fireside chat and the tribute video was to, to basically like, this is how you honor a coach who was at your school. And that happened to happen the game before he comes back to Lubbock. I think that was all coordinated. Like, so I, I definitely think there's something to what you're saying. And then, the course, then the irony is after
1: the game, I've seen him just wax poetic about the opponent's coach, yeah. win or loss. Like, if we would blow a team out, you know, think about some of these games where we would beat like Oklahoma State by 25, and he would just um, go on and on and on about Mike Boynton and how yeah. great of a coach he is and how good of a job he's doing. Or um, you know when they beat, they lost to Iowa State this year, he went on and on and on about Iowa State's coach, and he did not m- mention Adams at all in the post game. Didn't yeah. say like they're a well coached team or he's doing a great job, what he's done with these. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's obvious to anyone how that he's kind of the front runner for Big Twelve Coach of the Year, and you go and you get beat by 15 or whatever at at their place, and you don't even mention that. Yeah. <laughs> in the post game, it's just. Uh, I thought there's some irony there that he's on oh, one hand sure. upset that he's not getting shown the respect and then he goes and gets his ass beat and he doesn't say anything about the the coach on either yeah. side.
0: And and that's just classic what we've come to know of that dude. I mean, you you're not going to be able to like he he's not going to understand why there's the vitriol that there there is here for you know, he, you, me and you could sit down have him sit across from us and explain line by line, like, here's why everyone's so upset. And he would never understand it. Um, But I also think there's something to, and maybe I'm crazy on this, maybe I'm just thinking too much about it, but the fact that he'll probably never get to celebrate the the highs of his coaching career because of this move. Like, there will never be a time when he can come back to Lubbock and have a, and we texted about this a little bit and have like a reunion where there's a standing ovation. Like the team will get that. We'll invite the team back. We'll we'll do something with the team, but you know, there, they will he'll never be involved in any of that. And I almost wonder if there's something like deep down that's like kind of, did I screw up here? <laughs> like I'm never, I'm not going to be able to enjoy, you know, the fruits of my labor basically, because, I mean, I think odds are he's not getting back to another Final Four, and and he's not even going to be able to really enjoy the one that he did get to. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but it's just an interesting thought exercise for me. I mean, yeah,
1: you're probably right. I mean, that would bother anybody.
0: Uh, Yeah, I know,
1: but I do disagree. I think it is kind of a small chance, but if he just totally flames out, um, and it just you know his career just goes in the toilet from here for whatever reason, I think. Twenty years from now, he probably would get invited back. You know, if yeah. that, you know, if, as long as he doesn't have like any kind of success uh, from here on out, um, I think people would kind of come around, come around to him if he just, um, you know, is fired in like three or four years or for something, and is has you know kind of like a Billy Gillespie type right. situation.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's possible, and if he stops negatively recruiting us, yes, that would help too. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I Although.
1: Think- he probably it's probably going to get worse because i mean when you're in a conference and the teams that are ahead of you you do whatever it takes to to get even with them or to bring them down i mean we're um we're the we should be a target right Right. yeah yeah i mean for the same reasons why we would say like why would you go to baylor when they don't have anybody at their games i mean we wouldn't say that if baylor wasn't really good
0: right yeah yes that that's a good point um so just looking ahead, I mean, and we can go back to that if we want, if you want, um, I'm kind of, I don't know, nervous isn't the right word, but we, you know, the, the team can't lay an egg here, you know, like we, they're, they're still, and this is, I wasn't too much worried about the game itself, but I do think there might be a hangover playing, you know, in West Virginia at one o'clock on Saturday, you know, and then Oklahoma, like I am, Worried about those two games coming up. Um, But
1: yeah, because it's unlikely you win both.
0: Right. Well, you've won, even
1: though though you'll be favored in both. Right. Maybe five point. Although, uh, did you see Tash Sherman? He got, it wasn't like a a big hit. He just kind of got a glancing like blow to the head. Yeah. It was apparently a concussion. And there's some thought that he may not be totally ready to play. If he doesn't play, that's a huge break and they're in uh, big trouble. Um, but assuming he plays, it'll be like a five point tech favorite. Oklahoma's just weird. Um, you know, they're top 40 in Kimpong but they've lost a ton of games. Yeah. Um, and that'll probably be like a three or four, five point favorite spot for tech. Um, and so, yeah, we'll be favorite in both, but it's still unlikely you win both. Um, but it's yeah, it's just huge for us to do what we want to do. We need to win some – got to start winning some Big 12 road games. Right. And these are two that are somewhat gettable. Uh, And 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 then for the – you know, what we've talked about before, you got Kansas and Baylor playing each other. Um, You need to win. That way you're picking up a game on at least one of them. Yes. Uh, So, uh, because that's what you – if you can win these next three and you're, um, you know, nine and three in the conference playing Baylor at home um, with a chance to where, um, you know, if you can – tie them you still win because you sweep them yeah um you know that's it's going to be really tough for them to to beat us if you win these next three games and then beat them at home and that's that's going to be really tough
0: yeah and this is just you know mark adams has pretty much passed every test that's been thrown his way but i do think it's another test to um that wasn't our last game of the year. That wasn't the national championship. Like we, we have, and, and, you know, they, they may have a totally better perspective on this than the fans do than we do what, you know, and in credit to them if they do, but I do think that there's a test to, you know, we're halfway done. Like we're not even close to the finish line here. So let's keep things moving on the right track, keep doing what we're supposed to be doing. And, and I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, how he coaches these next few games. Um, Outside just, of the X's and O's.
1: I was listening to uh, tech talk driving home and uh, Dickens and Level, someone asked them if they could take 12 and 6 conference record. Would they sign up for it right now? Both of them turned it down.
0: Yeah.
1: And that, that would be the second best conference record that we've had since the Big 12 was formed. Wow. And they're turning it down. Now, yeah. now, now I would have turned it down too. You know? Yeah. But that just kind of shows like this the spot where we're in a uh, a pretty good place right now. Um, if you've got people turning down the second the the only team that did better went to the national championship right so um, that's yeah we, we're we're uh, yeah in a good spot we've got you said it before we have better players than a lot of the teams are playing yes we have better coaches than a lot of the teams are playing we have the best home court advantage in the Big Twelve arguably if if not then it's one uh, B
0: with Kansas yes
1: it's um, kind of got things rolling.
0: Yeah. It, it's a, it's an awesome spot to be in. And like, like we said, we would, we, we could be having a totally different podcast or no podcast at all, which is what we said if they lost. And so it's uh, you know, it's, and I we've, we've ended the podcast saying this the past few weeks and it's just, it's a, and it's, it's awesome. You can say like, this team is fun to watch. I like the guys that are there. I like the way, you know, they're coached, they're coached hard. They, you know, and um, I like, I just like the product and it's something that I don't, you know, I haven't been able to say the past few years. And so it's especially sweet saying it today that I'm just kind of excited to, to watch where this thing goes from here on out.
1: Yeah. Very likable guys. Like, like McCuller, something, you can't convince me that there's something there
0: between him and beard,
1: just the no, way for
0: sure yeah. he was
1: on a mission,
0: um, yeah last night. I need to and see, they, like, we need to kind of do some water boy stuff or something because I need him drawn. I need him shooting, you know, 13 free or drawn 13 fouls every single game. That
1: was awesome. He had an offensive rebound in the second half where, um, you know, Trey Mitchell is a big guy. Yeah. And he, he gets the rebound and kind of runs into Mitchell and just the, Mitchell goes flying. And, you know, then and every time he was on the ground, he's like elbowing and, and pushing guys off of him. Uh, he was chirping. He uh,
0: was really the only guy
1: that was con- staying with Marcus Carr. And there was like a possession late uh, where Carr got into the paint and did like a fadeaway shot uh, around the free throw line. And McCuller was right on him and contested it really well and it missed. And McCuller like said something to him. And Carr kind of turned and looked at him like, you know, <laughs> why, like, why are you coming at me right Yeah, now? You know, yeah. like it's a fifteen point game. You know, I'm I'm having to do something late in the clock. Like, okay, you got me right there. You know, yeah, like, yeah. W- what's wrong with you? Yes. Uh, he he was just relentlessly uh, going at them, uh, and just like, some of his antics. You know, uh, after yeah. you know, celebrating after he made the three and stuff.
0: That's um, exactly but, what I was gonna say. That 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 brought the house down, and then the the Carmelo three to the to the head while he's skipping down the yeah. court was just awesome.
1: Yeah, he was definitely like triggered. By something tuesday night well i mean
0: there were those rumors that he was leaving you know if if beard was staying and so i mean there was like i said there may have been something i don't know but uh it was like it was you're right watching him was a joy like i think that's the best way to describe it and and especially it would have been frustrating him playing poorly, but it was just awesome watching him go out there, like want to dominate and dominating, doing whatever he wanted to do. And it was just awesome. Um, yeah. That was a uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable, but that's a, uh, I don't know. We could probably talk about this game for a while, but that's all I've got. Yeah. Same here. Um, so we will, you know, we let's see today It was today, Wednesday, Got school canceled tomorrow. So this is gonna be a wild night of FIFA probably. Um, I do, you know, we we got we've gotten yelled at before by one of our listeners about a consistent release date, but the Oklahoma game is Wednesday. So we may be a Thursday next week. So just yeah. just to warn, just a warning right now. But um anyway, that was fun. So let's have some more fun. We'll see you guys next week
1: walked into the spy
0: from here it's potable these nerds nerd out a lot if you are a big tech nerd but you walked into the spy from here Spot the a bull, these nerds, these nerds nerd out a lot, go Taylor, go Hunter.